CabanaDeprived.com is proud to present Top 8 Magic Podcast with Michael J. Flores and Brian David Marshall. Brought to your ears thanks to FaceToFaceGames.com. Oh, no basketball. No, game. not after last night's game. We are not talking about basketball. No, don't get technical. Die in a fire. So my team couldn't. My team could not beat four basketball players. Oh my goodness. No, no basketball. <laughs> All right, that's fine because we're here to talk about Born of the Gods. This is the top eight magic Born of the Gods set review, and we're gonna. Now we are starting so late. We are starting so late. It's been it's been kind of a crazy week. Uh, we've been kind of undergoing a second ice age here in New and you've York. Been, you, you actually didn't even make it into the city two days this week, right? No, no. There's been ice storms. Uh, yeah. So. Yeah, I wasn't feeling well, but been uh, pretty excited to talk about Board of Gods. We're going to start with White. White. And uh, what we're going to do is we're going to do our normal sort of save-delete process. And then what I'm going to do is, we'll, as we like like a card for construction. Oh, we're just going to delete it? We'll save it. Oh, we'll The cards it. we like. And then at the end, we'll actually have a collection of the cards that we think are constructed reasonable. Okay. So, let's start with Acolyte's Reward. 1W, instant, <laughs> uncommon. Prevent the next X damage that would be dealt to target creature this turn, where X is your devotion to white. If damage is prevented this way, Acolyte's Reward deals that much damage to target creature or player. This card seems awesome. I mean, obviously awesome for limited, right? Well, it seems very interesting, right? It's very um, honorable passages, you know. I I always played a lot of honorable passage back in the day, and this one is um, it's interesting, right? It's 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 very it's it's it could be high variance, right? In, right. in so far that maybe it's doing nothing. Right. Well, certainly, and someone has to be. It, it's never going to be a main deck card, I would imagine. Why? Because people it doesn't have to be doing get worse. But people have to be doing damage to your creatures. Oh, so like I guess like if they're if they're like a planeswalker deck or a wrath deck, or if they're on like you know last breath and Azorius charm, this isn't so hot, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, I but, can see. It. I mean, do but, you see this as ag- an aggro card against red decks primarily? Uh, I see it as. I mean, I, I don't. I don't know what I see it as, but I know someone's gonna play this card in control. Yeah, I think it's worse than God's Willing, probably because of the second mono. Sure. And I, and I feel like there's certainly a window where there's going to be something that happens where this da- where this card's going to be awesome. So how good is four, four chance? Is that- oh, you know what? You know what's interesting about this is it also works with it, it's any creature. So it doesn't have to be your creature. So like you know where people were setting up like imagine last year where people were setting up situations where they were harvest pirating their border truckers. Oh wow! To kill you, or you know someone is doing something like. Uh, Blasphemous acting the team, mm-hmm. like you can actually, you can actually send that, that back to someone. That's interesting. So it doesn't even have to be your creature. You can prevent damage to their Boris Drakener. That does. It's like literally like a counter spell for a certain combo deck. It's actually kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I think it's a save. Right? I think that we're resolved that this sure. is a save. Okay. I'm gonna just assume a Crow and Phalanx is a delete. Well, I mean, it is a, a white creature for four mana yeah. that can. Can gain some sort of something for red mana. Yeah, <laughs> I couldn't even finish reading. Yeah, no, just, just, just let's not even. A crow and sky guard. Uh, one W for a human soldier flying, uh, and then it's one one, and it has heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets the sky guard, put a plus one plus one counter. So a one one flyer for two. 
with a permanent heroic boost. Right, so it's essentially Wingsteed Riders for one last pa- one less mana and one less power attack. It almost looks like a male angel, though, right? Like how magic has depicted angels over the years. It does. But male for the first time ever. I, I want a Crow and Skyguard to put some clothes on. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you want to sleeve it up, though, for Constructed? I don't think so. I You know, I'm so... I'm so dubious about heroic cards. The if, linear of heroic doesn't do it for you? It just seems so inconsistent to me. Like, what if I just draw all buff cards? Then I don't do anything. And what if I draw all creatures? Then, like, my creatures all stink unless, you know, I have the buff cards. It's like, like, Bant Hexproof, but with dramatically less powerful creatures. Am I am I crazy? No, I don't think you're crazy at all. I mean, I think there's a reason we have not really seen. I think until we see Fabled Hero, yeah, right, heroic plus one plus one counters and double strike. Until we see that card get played in a real construct I think we have to be really dubious of, especially like a, a common. I don't I don't see this one being a huge a huge hit. Okay, last bite of cookie, and then things will get a lot less mumbly, folks. So, Archetype of Courage, we've talked about before. Like, I think we both said that we might save this card, right? So I think it's definitely savable. It's a, certainly, you can imagine situations where it would be valuable, like in Guys on Guys, you know. Yeah, I mean, I, I just think, I mean, I just think it's fine. It's like, you know, you, it's really hard for you to lose a combat. Your opponent can't ever attack into you reasonably. Well, especially if you can make multiple 2-1 creatures, like, then their ability to block is actually very yeah. powerful. And then especially if you have something like Acolyte's Reward to back you up in a, when you're up against a damage-based stack, which is looking so to What is the significance of the shiny border? It's because it's an enchantment creature. Okay. So, but... Uh, because I, previously I'd seen that on Bestow cards, and I was a little bit confused. Creatures. So these are basically where those, the Bestow creatures are like auras that are yeah. creatures. These are global enchantments that are creatures. Got it. Right? It, it affects all your creatures. Um, but you're not you're not very excited about this. You no, know. I think it's it's savable, but not really not really gonna save me. What do you think? Uh, I I mean I like it. I can see where it's just a card that I get excited about in theory, but just has no like whatever logic sandpaper you want to apply to this will just sand it right off of any deck so, list it was in. Yeah, like what if for example the, instead of the super first strike ability that it gives you instead you say um, for the same casting cost white white one you have a 2-2 two, two creature name a color creatures of your of, under your control gain protection from that color. Would you play that card? Probably. Yeah, that card's insane, right? <laughs> but this card is similar, right? Like yes, um, but it, it's a the, that other card would protect your your creatures from Mizium mortars. This, this, say. But, right, this card seems very good against say like a Craig Wesco deck. I was thinking about that specifically, but Craig Wesco plays Vanisher Priest, right? Sure. If you if you played the imaginary card that I said. He gets the Craig Wesco deck. He couldn't just banish your priest the guy. But sure. Craig is just going to banish your priest the bejesus out of this thing. That's just the narrowest dies to Doomblade argument I've ever... No, no, you said it's good against Craig Wesco, yeah. and I'm pointing out that Craig Wesco is not going to come into battle without Vanisher sure. Priest. Sure, and again, I think you're not going to play this card without playing a card like God's Willing or Raid the Elements. And it's probably not going to be in main deck, right? Right, I don't So think you're so. saying that he's probably going to have Glare of Heresy. Okay. <laughs> so you still like him against Glare of Heresy and Vanisher Priest? No, I mean, I don't... I... Now it stinks, right? <laughs> 
I think it's probably better in green and white. Like, we have big guys, maybe. So, the, the downfall of the big guys previously, maybe, was that while they had good stats, they didn't have first strike. Too late, Mike. I've already saved it. All right. Brimaz save. <laughs> We've talked a lot about Brimaz already. And so has everybody else. Yeah. I mean, just probably one of the better, best cards in the set, right? Like, I think it's, I think it's probably five. strong contender for best creature. Yeah. Um, so, uh, down to dusk. Dawn to dusk? Down to dusk. Down to dusk. Uh, DTD. DTD. That's what the kids are texting to each other. Down to fusk. <laughs> to uh, to WW for sorcery. Choose one or both. Return target enchantment cards from your graveyard to your hand and or destroy target enchantment. It's an interesting card. Are there enchantments that go to the graveyard naturally? Like seal well, of there's removal. Cer- there's certainly creature encha- and creatures that are enchantment cards. I don't know. Like... I can see some situation where after a sideboarding game and blue-white on blue-white where you're like, they've killed your detention sphere, and you're like, I will kill your detention sphere and get my detention sphere back. I mean, however detention sphere is being destroyed in blue-white on blue-white. They're donned to dusk, you know? <laughs> are they getting ratchet-bombed? Are they di- I mean, if they're getting ratchet-bombed, everybody's <laughs> are going at the same time. Yeah, well... No, oh, you could. Oh, you can't kill their ratchet bomb. If you could kill their ratchet bomb, you're like, oh well. Yeah, yeah I don't know. If I think said artifact. If this was like artifact or enchantment, you'd slam dunk this. No, it's pretty expensive. Yeah. Like I'm not. I've never been a big and fan a sword, of. The, and it's a sorcery. I've never been a big fan of the forecasting cost uh, enchantment and artifact removal. Even the ones that like. Draw cards and all that, you know, slice in twain. And I've already used up all my gumption trying to sell you on this card. I'm no. willing to delete it. <laughs> not, I don't. I can't. I'm not going to get that. Uh, okay, Eidolon of Countless Battles. Great One, name. Yeah, great art. Looks great with the border. One WW Enchantment Creature Spirit to zero zero. Uh, Eidolon of Countless Battles and Enchanted Creature each get plus one plus one for each creature you control and plus one. Plus one for each aura you control. Does he gain plus one or plus two from his, his both and his both a? Uh, an inch, oh, it's only for auras, right? Right. So oh, if you so. play him as an aura, he's plus one plus one. If you just play him as a creature, he's just plus one plus one. So I think he's 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 good. I, I think this card's really. I mean, so we just saw uh, at the Grand Prix in Vancouver. We actually saw people playing with Night Howler, which is yep. a card that I guess we had talked about. For the first time ever. It was like the, yeah, it was literally the first time ever. And the card was really good. Um, this is sort of the inverse of that, since, you know, creatures, you need your creatures to not be dying. But, what, so but like, it, with a token generator or yeah. something like that, this, this card's like really like scary. Elsbeth or Assemble the Legion. But maybe this is your, I mean, I'm just speculating, this is your only guy, right? So you have an Assemble the Legion token, you put this on top of it. <laughs> He gets in for more than one. Right. If it ever dies, now you have the other. You, yeah, you, you have he lives for a turn, and then yeah. Yeah, I think, I think it could be very powerful. Also, you know, in the for and against Craig Wesco deck uh, <laughs> battles, uh, what we're currently talking about, this seems like a good card, right? Yeah. So, uh, if those matchups are are liable to have a bunch of small guys on each side, right. And if having a monster guy, or and know, if there's a bestow deck to be had, or it's a, he's actually two monster guys, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I think. I think that, that he's good. Uh, right, he, he very much reminds me of um, a, a weird Warlord version guys. of... No, I was going to say of um, Voice of Resurgence. Like, oh, in a yeah. sense, like, if so, they wrath, you know, he's there, and he gets big and does stuff. Uh, Elite Skirmisher, 2W for a 3-1. Heroic. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Elite Skirmisher, you may tap target creature. So if, for example, you put the Eidolon of Countless Battles on him, 
You would tap their creature and then have a 4-2. No, I'm sorry, a 5-3. Oh, that's actually pretty good. Next. Not going to save him? <laughs> no. Okay. Uh, Farah's Radiance. I like the casting cost. W. Like the art? Mm, it's okay, yeah. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has one W tap. You gain three life. Well. <laughs> Excoriate. Ooh, well, I, mean, I would like to think about Afar's Radiance some more. So you're saying I could I could put this on a creature, and then I would have a, a mana-intensive ability that yes. doesn't affect yes. anything in the game. Yeah. I, like, play, Save. I, I'm just picturing the meeting of the playtesting is revealed that we need to add a cast. We need to add a mana to the activation cost to this. I can imagine the, the, the testing meeting. What do you mean we're short a card? <laughs> Afar is Radiance. What's it do? Who cares? <laughs> uh, excoriate. 3W. Exile target tapped creature. No, thanks. No. Uh, limited, limited staple. Kind of... Ooh. Faded Retribution. This, this, has is, this, is, this is such a Michael J card. An exciting casting card. This is such a Michael J card. Seven mana. Four. WWW. Dis instant. Destroy all creatures and planeswalkers. If it's your turn, scry two. I mean, it's just... I, I don't even think I'll be scrying two very often with this, but it's so good. Like, it's just the best. It's, you're, I mean, really, like, your dream magic card just starts at six and at least two white in the casting cost. I mean, I've been trying to... I've been, so, to digress a little bit, I've been trying to play test like, blue-white control decks. Like, you know, our friend Alexander Hayne just won a, yeah. won a Grand Prix, and I've been thinking, like, hey, maybe I'll play in some of these. Like, there's an upcoming Star City Open. There's a Grand Prix, a couple of Grand Prix coming up that I might play. And I'm like, if I, if I play in them... Why don't I just play a regular deck? <laughs> That's actually what I was thinking of. And then, you know, I've been playing a bunch and I'm playing some mirror matches. I'm like, you know what the problem with this deck is? Not enough planar cleansings. <laughs> so I just like add planar cleansing to my deck at 3.30 in the morning last night. And I was just like, mm, this is a bit late to be playtesting this blue-white deck for a format that is already dead. Yeah. <laughs> like, mm. It ends on Friday. Yeah. That's the same thing for And yet... Here I am. Yeah. Uh, yeah, of course, this deck, this card is spectacular. Uh, Ghostblade Eidolon. I like the name. Uh, 2W for a 1-1 one, one enchantment creature spirit. Bestow 6, 5W. Uh, double strike, enchanted creature gets plus 1, plus 1, and has double strike. Yeah, no. No. It seems so cool, but like, I, it's too expensive. This, this is a card where you know that they must have just kept bumping the casting cost up and up. Because it was so good. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry, not the casting cost, but the bestow cost. Yeah, so like, I mean, they obviously can't cast cost it at one, right? It, at one, it's just so much better than Fencing Ace, which is a playable card. Right. Um, you know, so uh, it has to be more expensive than Fencing Ace, but then 100 mana is is probably too much for the bestow. Right. So you're not you're not saving Ghostblade Adelon. I'm not saving Ghostblade okay. Adelon. Uh, Glimpse the Sun God. Uh, you know oh, I like this one already. Yeah, this is a card we've already talked about. So it's a WX tap X creature scry one. Right. I think that there's uh, some potential for some sort of foggish defensive deck. I think that there's a lot of tools. Oh, we just saw we just saw Maze's end deck. Yeah, that's a, that's exactly what I was thinking. In. Uh, Vancouver, mm -hmm. and that deck looked pretty good. He he, um, he finished in second day, but not in the money, correct? Yeah, I mean he. I mean I think he was once he got to day two, he was in a little bit over his head. 
I mean, just from an experience standpoint? I, I think so, yeah. Just from sort of the level of competition and, you know, kind of a little bit of just happy to be there syndrome. You know oh, yeah. I mean? It was, I mean, like, getting to day two of a Grand Prix was certainly the biggest accomplishment of his life. You know, he, oh, like, in, in magic. Right? In magic, I mean, yeah, who knows absolutely. what the rest of his life is I know like. a little bit about the rest of his life, too. But I meant, like, yeah, no, it's certainly his biggest magic accomplishment. So knowing a little bit about the rest of his life, you're also going to make the assessment. No, no. <laughs> it's the greatest accomplishment of yeah. that. So. Yeah. So uh, we were we were talking about glimpse the sun god there. Well, then God favorite general we talked about before. It's just too expensive, uh, just too expensive to uh, be uh, viable in in constructed. I think from a activation cost perspective, right? Right. Right. Sorry. Just keep going. <laughs> so did we say we didn't save God favorite general? No, we did not save God favorite general. Great heart. This card seems like it would have a great heart. It does, it does. And we could read the flavor text, and it's van otherwise vanilla text box, so, or we could move on. Uh, can I just ask you a question? Yeah. So at, it's, the year is 2014. Yeah. And this card is a 3W for a 2-4. Yeah. And we've had sets like uh, Planar Chaos, right? Yeah. And yet, in 2014, we have a card that's worse than Giant Spider. <laughs> <laughs> this yeah. a comparable casting cost. Since and we've had Planar Chaos, right? So couldn't they have given this guy reach? I mean, it is not even possible. Um, all right, so uh, so we're, we're going to pass on Greatheart. So it was interesting. Uh, we actually it was not interesting. Well, what's interesting is so we had some guy come over and he started talking to us about the complexity of chess versus magic and yeah. we, I actually just paused it because it had the potential to be super crazy yeah uh, more than I was prepared to have on the on the cast but then so we finally sort of like humored him said goodbye and he went via Cordias yeah and left and then he was gone and then he poked his head back in and he was like you're supposed to say Via con Dios back at me. Yeah. And then he left angrily. And then he showed us a passport. Yeah, then he showed us a passport, which, which I hope is not mine. Yeah, same. But the, uh... I, I don't understand this. Magic is millions of times more skill-intensive skill and, and, and complex than chess. Like... Like millions of well, I get the va the variance on, on magic is much greater than chess. Well, yeah, the variance on chess is zero. Yeah. So the then that's almost by definition. I mean, proportionally, that's that's definitely yeah. the case, right? But like, think about uh, think about like a reasonable size format, right? If you if you think about all the 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 many many possible ways that a chess game can open, just imagine. The possibilities of your opponent going first in a game of legacy or modern, going first in a game of modern and putting down the card, scalding time. <laughs> what next? What it was like? What if he puts down the card, misty rainforest? What next? Okay. There's more. There's more pregnant possibility in the moment that a misty rainforest gets played in a format like modern than the sum total of all the chess games that can be played. Right? Flabbergasting <laughs> to me, this man. <laughs> and I have utter respect for chess. He just doesn't understand numbers. Yeah. And he's spouting about exponents. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> That guy, see on that guy on the wall, that's Magnus. He was just on 60 Minutes this week. Oh yeah, that was the guy who was playing at uh, Tom Martell. Yeah, he's the uh, he's like the biggest superstar in the country of Norway. I think. Yeah. <laughs> All right. 
So uh, Griffin Dreamfinder, I think we can just pass over this so guy. So he's a five drop one five four. Five drop one four that returns an enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. Not something. Man, White is really just batting it out of the yeah <laughs> out of the park here. here here's a card that I, I really like. Hero, Hero Virus. Virus. Uh, one W. Our spells cost one less to cast. And heroic. And heroic. Yeah, two two. Whenever you cast a spell that targets Hero Virus, put a plus one plus one counter on Hero Virus. The first line is really powerful. The second line's not bad at all. But I think I think that the heroic. I'm saving this guy. I'm not, I, if you're going to save somebody from the heroic line, I I can't argue with him. But I think I think once you get him and you get Fabled Hero together, you start having the makings of a deck. But you still got to have the boosters. That's the thing, right? Like, like you don't have to play bestow creatures. I think you might want to play Bestow Creatures because Hero of Iris reduces their cost, number right. one, and number two, their bodies in case you don't draw your heroic Right, guys. So, so suddenly our um, Eidolon of Countless Battles is looking pretty good. There. I already saved him. I, yeah. I want to delete that guy. I, I just think... Like, think about think about the potential variants on a 2020-20 deck that's like Beater's Burn Cards and Land, right? Think about how much worse it is when you change that from Beater's Burn, uh, Beater's Burn Cards and Land to Beater's Buff Cards and Land, right? Like burn Cards can stop your opponent's onslaught, they can finish off a game. Buff Cards could just be like, ooh, if I had a guy, I could give him plus two, plus one. It's... 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 What, what other... Uh, or, I mean, I guess it becomes a question of what other auras out there. I, I think this guy's gonna... There are great auras. Unflinching Courage. Costing uh, two is pretty sweet also. You know, Gift of Orzova. Um, other things that aren't variations of Armadillo Club. <laughs> no, all I'm saying, there's, there's great, there's great auras to be had in, in the format. Um, but, there's no but. It's just, they exist. I just think that it's a variance question. At least ban Hexproof, you're playing cards like Geysers and Traps, so you play it. It wasn't immediately killed. Sure. And I guess the difference here is if you if you can figure out a mix of bestowed creatures to play, maybe a black-white deck that has... I, you know, Night Howlers and Eidolon of, of, you know, whatever that guy's name is, you know, where suddenly you're getting this additional value out of someone, you know, if someone kills your creature, well, okay, well, I still have this, I still have this guy, I still have my Night Howler. Oh, you killed some guy? Oh, my Night Howler is this much bigger. Yeah, it's, uh, it's a good card. I think yeah. we can... Okay. Um, you were talking about the, the fog deck earlier. Hold it bay, one W instant threat the next seven damage will be dealt to target creature or player this turn. Does this fit into that? It could be, that's a fog. Yeah, so this is this is probably better in that deck than the first card we talked about. The tap X? The no the the um, prevent X damage to a creature. Oh yeah. Yeah. I agree. So I'm gonna. I'm actually gonna save this card as yeah. a as a tournament. It's a constructed playable card that we could very well. It's save. possible we could see a fog deck without green. Oh, that that would be interesting, right? So I don't think so though, because I I feel like any fog deck that starts is gonna end up starting with green. Like I assume it's gonna be a maze's end as its way to win. Yeah. And it's gotta be if you're gonna do that in standard now. It seems insane that it wouldn't be green blue. Well, there's a lot of incentive to green blue. I agree. I mean, I played a, a blue white control deck over the summer for a while. They just played gates, right? And then there's like a slow blue white deck. Also, you know, it had like four Azorius gates, right? And then, you know, just played most of the rest of the gates as colorless lands. 
It was an okay deck. Yeah. Talk to me about Loyal Pegasus. W for 2-1 flying. Loyal Pegasus can't attack or block alone. So this is the... Uh, Mog Conscript. Yeah, the Mog Conscript version of... Uh, Mog Flunkies. Mog Flunkies, sorry. Uh, a version of a white weenie creature. Mog Flunkies has won a lot of magic matches, including... Uh, it never won a Pro Tour, though, right. did it? Came came awfully close. Came pretty close, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this card's probably pretty good. Um, uh, the problem is that it's a poor one-drop, right? Yes. But it's absurd in battalion decks. Right. Right? It's really good. Like, if you, like, go, this guy, um, you know, Boros Elite, Mutavault, that's a... Right, well, the thing is, with Mutavault, this guy's pretty good. Just oh, yeah. in general. Uh, I mean, what do you think about Mutavault as the best card in standard? It's certainly, it's certainly in the discussion. I mean, Thoughtseize has been just... I think Mutavault's the best. So, Thoughtseize has been so warping? I don't think it's warping. I think it's a good card. Mutavault's a four of in both of the two top devotion decks and is played at least as a two of, if not three to four of, in, in blue-white control. control. I know. It's in all the red decks. It's in black control, blue control. Blue white control. It's not played in Esper though. That's like the only deck, right? Right. right yeah. Does red green Does red green monsters play it? I don't. Believe I don't so. think they play it because they have Nykthos, right? But the card's insane. Yeah. You know how many times I just like bait my opponent into Wrath or whatever, just slam them with Mutavaults? Probably less than a lot of other players, and I still done it a ton. You know, I love slamming with Mutavault. It's among my favorite activities in standard. What's your favorite activity in standard? Uh, my favorite activity in standard would probably be playing Night Howler on my agent phase. No, your favorite is cycling in Azorius, John. Don't lie. <laughs> it's like, oh god, I can't believe I kept this hand. Cycling Azorius, Charm. That would certainly be right there. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that would be your favorite. I've, I've actually just been playing a ton of modern. I haven't played a lot of standard. So what do you like in modern? Uh, Deathrite Shaman Junch, like first turn Deathrite Shaman, third turn Bloodbraid Elf. Yeah, yeah, I love it. You can't play those cards, Brian. Damn it! <laughs> One of them has been banned for like a year. Well, I don't. That means know. my Jace is safe. Boom. What kind of Jace exactly were you talking about? Oh, Mind Sculptor. So I was thinking about a deck for the upcoming Pro Tour. I was thinking first turn Preordain to make sure I got my Stoneforge Mystic. Right. <laughs> Stoneforge Mystic. You know, go get my Batter Skull. And, you know, get it out there for free. Maybe play my Celestial Colonnade, Jace the Mind Sculptor. What do you think about this deck? Sweet. Yeah? Yeah. I don't think very many of those cards are legal to play. Yeah. That's funny. The deck I was fantasizing about in the format was actually a, a Maze's End deck. Just, like, going, like, balls to the wall on Explorers. Yeah. In like, standard or in... in no, in, in modern. Just, like, seeing if you could, like, fog and just... Oh, you can't. There's just no way to do it. There's too many combo decks that will kill you. Yeah. Right? Like, uh, I was kind of hoping, hoping they banned Twin. Turn four. Even if they ban Twin, it, even if they ban the card Deceiver Exarch, okay? Think about how many Twinish kills the Birthing Pod deck has. It can Twin kill you with Restoration Angel, it can Twin kill you with Zealous Conscripts, it can Twin kill you with all kinds of cards. Uh, and if they, even if they banned every kind of Twin piece there is, you could still get Malirid out. Yeah. All right, so going back to white cards here, Mortal's Ardor, white for an instant target creature, gets plus one, plus one, and gains life when it's on the turn. Limited great art, limited staple, not really Shrug. Good. You think that's a limited staple? Trick, right? Um, I sort of jump the curve, gain life. I don't know. You know, you, you attack your 3-3 three, three into my whatever, your 2-2 two, two into my 3-3, three, three, and... 
try to, yeah, I don't know. You know how it works. I know how it works. I just was surprised at your rating. Yeah, it's, it's a staple card, and I, I think I think it's a card, certainly whenever your opponent attacks, this is going to be on the short list of cards that you just go, does he have Mortal's Ardor? What happens if he has Mortal's Ardor? Uh, Nick Sh Nick's born uh, Shieldmate? Nick's born Oh, is it Nick's born? Yeah. Sorry. Uh, white for not one, Nick's two. Shorn. Nick Shorn. A Nick Shorn shieldmate would be like someone got fleeced in a trade for their yeah yeah, yeah yeah no no I was thinking like um, a Nick Shorn shieldmate would be like uh, Danilo Gallinari. <laughs> he was shorn from the Knicks. <laughs> Pretty good. He was like oh you formerly he was a mate yeah but he's been shorn from the Knicks. Sure. Um, not a not a constructed playable. Uh, so a one-two for White. Uh, so he's a holy. He's like a. He's the best holy strength we've seen ever. Next card. Right. Um, uh, Oresco Sun Guide. One W for a two-two. Uh, uh, Cat Monk inspired. Whenever it becomes untapped, you gain two life. I think this card has some play. Really? Yeah. How so? Um, uh, if you're if you're playing it in like a red-white beatdown deck, for example, you can. Uh, you know, keep killing their guys and then race them real good when it untaps after attacking. Okay. I mean, it's just like a way worse Knight of Meadowgrain, right? Sure. But Knight of Meadowgrain, you know, of the class of cards, it's like WW for a 2-2 for a striker, which includes White Knight, Silver Knight, and so on. Right. In my opinion, Knight of Meadowgrain was the strongest of them ever. Uh, but I think that card has some play. Uh, I, I I don't know. You can play it in a black-white black, black white deck. You can play it in, um, you know... Maybe in combination with God's Willing. It doesn't actually have to doesn't actually have to connect successfully all the time. It just has to keep on tapping, right? Exactly. So let's say you're playing against a guy and he's just like turn two caryated. You could just swing into the caryated, right? And then on tapping game two. Which seems like a trivial play, but it's actually kind of annoying over time. I I, I don't know. I don't think it's like gonna be the best of the inspired cards, but I think that it has more play than zero. Okay. Uh, Ornithar. This is a card that I think is one of the litmus test cards for uh, the tribute mechanic. 3WW, flying tribute to... Cool art. Yeah, really sweet art. A uh, 3-3. Three, three. When Ornithark enters the battlefield, if tribute wasn't paid, put two plus one... I'm sorry, put two one-one white bird creature tokens with flying onto the battlefield. This so, this card seems way better than an uncommon. Yeah, it really does. But, I mean, it's Cogbo Ranger. So, Cogbo Ranger was an uncommon. Sometimes it's a 5-5 five, five flyer for 5, right? right? Only but, if that's good for your opponent. But, no, but nobody's really scared of a 5-5 five, five flyer for 5. The, the, the bar on a 5-5 five, five flyer for 5 is including first strike, lifelink, and protections from demons and dragons. Right. Okay? And that card is not playable in a fair number of formats. <laughs> If you think about the concurrence of Baneslayer Angel and Cogger Ranger, Cogger Ranger is often chosen over Baneslayer Angel. And your opponent would let you, if your opponent lets you have a 5-5... Five five, he can probably just Doomblade it, right? right. Um, I think that this card is probably probably not good enough to play main deck. What, what sideboard situations are you bringing this in? 
I make no claims about it being playable for sideboard. <laughs> I'm just saying I don't think it's playable enough for main deck, right? Because uh, nobody's really scared of a 5-5 will, will you save this card or delete this card? I like the art. When you say litmus test... I didn't would, say collect this card. What did you mean exactly by I just that? Say, I think this is one of the cards that people are talked about being excited about when they talk about tribute. Are these the same people who thought that that awful acidic slime card was playable? I mean, they're... they're they're, I think they're related by marriage. Oh, oh well. Uh, in some states, you're allowed to do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't. I don't think this is going to be a playable card. In okay. Constructed. What do okay. you think? I, it seems unlikely to me. I mean, if, I think cer certainly, um, we've seen Cloud Goat Ranger get played in Constructed. Yeah, it's a sweet. It's like but, it's actually the top of the curve in that. Right, but I mean, it also that was also in a situation where it was doing things like activating a Windbrisk Heights. So what if you had a card that was just five mana for a 3-3 three, three flyer that made two tokens when it came into play. Who would you play that? I would certainly consider it. I, I mean, mean, like, again, but that How would you compare that card to Geist Honored Monk? Oh, yeah. Okay. It's better than Geist Honored Monk, right? Sure. Geist Honored Monk is a pretty playable card. Yeah. Did people play it? Yeah. Okay. I mean, it wasn't super highly played, but, right. like, Caleb Durward played it, for sure. example. Uh, I think that card would be pretty good. Right. Um, this card... I, I don't think anyone is scared of a 5-5 five five flyer. Right. Like, I, I, I take that back. If, if you're playing against one of my children, and they were playing, like, just the, 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 the decks that they get from Comic-Con, they probably can't beat your 5-5 five five flyer easily. Luckily, I made them decks to play against the kids at school who are armed with those kinds of things. My goal is to make none of the kids that they play against ever want to play Magic again. <laughs> uh, Patrick Sullivan said that um, anyone playing against Bella's deck would, should correctly quit Magic. <laughs> okay. I didn't realize Remand was a $15 card, so I confiscated all the Remands that I put into Bella. Like, the decks are like, unsleeved, right? Right, of course. So like, I, I, I took those away. She's like, but that card is awesome. And I'm like, I didn't realize it was $15. Oh, awesome. She already likes playing with her food. All right, so this is Bella's deck is like Remand, Repeal, Repulse, Exclude... <laughs> Dismiss, cap, capsize, um, Mana War, Aether Adept, uh, uh, Dungeon Geists. And then what is, and she and then, kills with those things? Yeah, so te like tempo kills, and then like also it has uh, Stalking Stones and, uh, and uh, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, Urza's Factory. So like, so we were playing that deck against Clark's deck, and so, or pre previously I was playing Clark's deck. Clark's deck is like all Swamps Matter cards, so it's just like, Tendrils of Corruption, Corrupt, like, um, uh, Sign in Blood, Chainer's Edict, like, uh, let's see what creatures so it is. So these decks just don't interact with each other at all? Well, actually, the black deck just kills all the creatures yeah. in the blue deck. Even though the blue deck is, like, a lot of two-for-ones, they're not, yeah. like, permanent two-for-ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it can, like, just lose to a Druidic Satchel. And, like, the creatures in, in Clark's deck are, let's see, what, he has a, oh, Vampire Nighthawk, obviously. So then, so then Bella's like, oh, no, the black deck always wins, so let's switch it up. So I just um, played a game where I, I played no creatures for her to kill. Because I didn't put, like, Mind Sludge in the black deck, but I, maybe I should have. Uh, so I just sat there doing nothing until I drew my capsize, and I capsize locked her. And then she cried. <laughs> She's like, well, why don't you play a creature? I'm like, because you'll just kill it. She's like, well, you went first and you drew more cards. You're probably just going to lose. I'm like, 
no, that's probably not going to happen. She's like, what do you mean? So I kind of made her pick up all of her permanence, yeah, and then I had her as a factory. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, father of the year, Michael J. Flores. So then she like, starts crying, and I'm like, just imagine what you will do to the other kids at school. That's what I keep saying to her. And she's just like, Daddy, I couldn't play anything. How proud a day is it going to be when you get to chastise her for finishing ninth at a GP? I would be so proud of her if she finished ninth. Oh, so then I made another deck, right? Because Clark wanted to play a black-blue deck, but I just, like, you know, didn't want to, like, dual-landed up, obviously. So I made this deck that was inspired by a deck from the top eight of Canadian National Champ- uh, Championship 2001. Okay. So it's Cavern Harpy, Gravedigger, uh, like some sort of, like, non-Necrotal, Necrotal variants, yeah, yeah, yeah. like Dark Hatchling, um, uh, Rift Queen, Cloudscape. The kids don't really understand Suspend. Like, I keep, sure. like, keep, like, suspending it, and they're like, no, that costs five. Why are there coins on top of this? I'm like, just read the card. Well, no, that costs five, Dad. You're cheating. <laughs> so, let's see. Yeah, they don't understand suspend yet. Like those, and then it, it has it has draining wells. <laughs> it's all 187 creatures. Oh, bottle gnomes and uh, and corpse stance. Yeah, this is all very fitting yeah. as we talk about our next white card. Plea for guidance. <laughs> Do you know, like, my, my, uh, oh, oh, but the Black Blue deck also has, like, a Trinket Mage, uh, and then it has, like, one uh, Tree of Tails, so it can play Varash, and Clark cheats, so he always just, because it has tons of shuffling, so he just shuffles and just gets the Varash because it's a dragon, so, and so he can just play a Varash, right? That is like a forest and like a bunch of sack duels and stuff. They're not like the expensive ones. Yeah, terrible. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but he's. I'm like Clark. There's only one dragon in this deck. Why do you always have? It? He's like, I don't know, Dad. I was just shuffling, and you know, I drew it again. Plea for guidance. Plea for guidance. Three. Oh, five. Oh, never mind. Search your library for up to two enchantment cards. Reveal them and put them in your hand. Then shuffle your. If they put them into play, that'd be so good. Five deadly. It'd be awesome if it put them into play. Sure. I would get into. See, enter the infinite. This is this is this is a commander card, and that's about it. Uh, revoke existence. Obviously, a uh, I think obviously a playable card. Especially if we see more gods. Exile target in artifact or enchantment at a sorcery speed. This is exactly a card that. I mean, this card exists existed in this name. But I'm just saying, like, yeah, you know, I mean, you that's a card John played in his in his Delver deck that he made top eight of the Pro Tour. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're just gonna. This is a card you're gonna cite it. Yeah, Silent Sentinel we talked about the last time. I don't think it's likely to be played. No. Oh, you, you saved Revoke Existence, didn't you? Yeah, okay. I did. I did. Silent Sentinel, yeah. Uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth. I think this is one of the few cards from this set that we might even see in play in Spain. I think in it might be better than... I mean, in modern. I think it might be better than Brimass. Well, I think it's certainly more likely in modern to make an impact than Brimass. Uh, I think we're... In agreement that it's a savable card. Yeah, I mean, can you imagine the first time in Legacy that someone activates, like, cast Brainstorm, and then you Aether Vial this into play in response to their Brainstorm? Draw no cards. Is that worse than Fortune Thief? Uh, not Fortune Thief, what's the name of Thief of Hope? Notion Thief. Notion Thief. Yeah, I think this is somehow worse. Yeah? Because it's against a white deck. Oh, And yeah. then, like, suddenly you're like... Oh, it's like Maverick? Yeah. You had me at it. It was like Maverick. Yeah, and then suddenly you're just like, 
draw no cards. All right. Because so you do this on your turn, and now put two cards back on top of your library. Is it Legacy Grand Prix in Richmond? Is that right? Uh, well, there's one in Paris the weekend before next weekend, right? Before the Pro Tour. So what do you think about it? I'll just play Maverick in a... Just like just to go against all of my previous impulses, like my next t shirts will be like Maverick and Legacy, and uh, what's really unlike me in standard? Uh, Mono Blue Devotion? Probably. Oh, I, can't even, I can't even say the words. Any, any deck that appeared in top decks. <laughs> no, I would play a lot of the decks from top sure. decks. I would play like. I don't know. I would play Mono Black Control. Yeah. I, I, you know, I would actually rather play the Black White Control deck that. Has um, Blood Baron and Viscopa. I think that deck's pretty cool. Sure. It's pretty much the same. Blood, as Mon Blood Baron's awesome. Uh, Sunbond. 3W for an enchantment aura. Enchant creature. Enchanted creature has whenever you gain life. Put that many plus one, plus one counters on that creature. Wow, a card that I would never want to play in any circumstances. Yeah. And then Vanguard of Brimad. So, the last white card. This was a, a card that was uh, spoiled on manadeprived.com. And, and dirtling around, yeah. Uh, WW, 2 2 Vigilance, Heroic. <laughs> Whenever you cast a spell that targets Vanguard of Brimaz, put a plus one, plus one white cat soldier creature token with Vigilance on the left. My god, is this card worse than Precinct Captain? It's it is. So much worse than Precinct Captain. <laughs> but. But Precinct Captain also crushes it in combat. <laughs> you, just don't, you don't think this card's at all playable? Uh. I. I don't personally know or understand yet how we can get a lot of value out I, of I think it's heroic. Perfect. I think it's probably I think if heroic is a playable strategy, then this is probably a, a playable heroic card. But usually Is there is there can we can we reliably get white white and black black out of a deck and Sure. Sure. Then, 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 then these cards. I think just, just with Gift of Voiceover, yeah. Night Howler, and Eidolon of the yeah. of the Friday Night Lights or whatever he's called. Um, I think that you have enough ways to target creatures that are meaningful. Uh, so, and then, and then God's Willing. God's Willing. Like I think that that might be a real so, deck. Here's the thing that I'm concerned about. Sometimes you compromise in order to play a linear strategy, right? You have sure. to. Sometimes you compromise in order to play a linear strategy. When you're compromising out of playing a card like Loxodon Hierarch in order to play a card like Ravenous Baloth because you're playing a Beast's Linear, Ravenous Baloth is at least pretty close in power to Loxodon Hierarch, right? right? There are other times when you're playing a linear strategy and as a byproduct of playing a linear strategy, you get to have a rare situation where you have better cards than the, the default card in a, in a format, right? So there are a lot of examples that we don't have to answer. You have like a default card, pretty good, but the linear version of the card, because you're, because you're playing with all these other cards, is, is substantially better, okay? I'm curious about a card like this one where... The default version is so good, it's played in black-white control. Right. And this version is weaker than the default version, and it asks you to bend over in order to... And it may very well well be that you play Precinct Captain over this in that deck. Even in the linear version. Even in the linear version. So if that's the case, I'm I'm just... I'm not... It obviously looks like a playable card. If there's no Precinct Captain, you don't even think about this. This is probably a playable card, especially if Heroic is a playable mechanic. I just big question marks and it's like why did you take Anthony Bennett first pick 
Why did you draft a shooting guard at fourth who did not start for his college team? Why did you hire back Mike Brown? You said no basketball. I am not talking about basketball. This is not basketball. This is just garbage. You know, so you, you, you wouldn't... Bottom line, would you say would you save or delete Vanguard? I will save it. I don't think it's... It, okay. It, but it's it's tough. Yeah? All right. Well, let's, it's let's, tough competition. Let's, let's just do a quick review of the one okay. cards we saved. Uh, Acolytes reward, so, which I think we're actually pretty lukewarm on. But yeah, I don't. I don't think it. it's. I don't think it's that good. But I mean, I, I, I have a lot of fond memories of, of uh, honorable passage, and this card is similar to that. Card. But but the, the narrow impact of it having to be like the narrow restraint of it having to be targeting. Oh, you know, I just realized something. It only, it only prevents X, right? Right. So if you only have one pip, it's only going to prevent one? Correct. No, this is not a playable card. All right, we can delete. So I, 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 I would actually prefer to delete we'll it. We'll actually then. delete it. Okay. Archetype of Courage. I'm very lukewarm on this card. Lukewarm, but would you be shocked if you saw it? No, I'm just lukewarm. Okay. Uh, Burmaz, I'm enthusiastic. Sure. Eidolon. I, I'm fairly enthusiastic. Faded Retribution. It's, it's obviously your favorite card. The legs, the toes. Glimpse the Sun God, narrow, but we I like, like this card. card. I mean, these two cards are friends. Faded Retribution and Glimpse of the Sun God are, are both dirtily cards <laughs> with Scry. Hero Virus. I think it's okay. It does, it does, it does something that alters the rules of the game, yeah. which is... A, I mean, powerful thing, and, and and it's obvious that auras, I mean, uh, bestow creatures have been pushed for a reason in terms of how much they cost. Yeah, I They're think obviously it, probably broken at some point. I think that the reason is something along the lines of oh, we had this cool mechanic that that we thought of. Why won't anyone in FFL play it? <laughs> yeah, uh, hold it bay. I think no, it's fine. It's, it's a, in it's the fog deck. Yeah, it's a narrow Royal Pegasus, I'm reasonably, I'm reasonably enthusiastic okay. about. Oresco's lukewarm. Uh, revoke existence. This is going to be a staple. We just accept that people are going to play that. Spirit of Labyrinth probably vying with Bremaz for top white card. Yeah. No, I mean, I, the Bremaz and Spirit of the Labyrinth are carrying all of white, I think. And then Vanguard. But, Vanguard. but two spectacular cards. Right. Vanguard of Bremaz is just a overweight fourth overall draft pick in your mind. Overweight first overall draft pick in my mind. <laughs> who did we take who was overweight at fourth? I don't know. Dion was wasn't just, fat. Was Tristan's not fat. I was just combining the stories. There's so many, there's so the many things wrong. So we're we're trading Mike Brown for white Mike Woodson? That's what you're saying? Sure. You, you understand that, like... I wouldn't I wouldn't take that trade. Carmelo's... Maybe off. you give me Kyrie. You could throw in Kyrie or... All right, so we'll you get Kyrie. Trade. Who do I get, then? You just get Mike Woodson. <laughs> I don't want that trade. I want to trade Kyrie for Goran Dragic and Picks. Yeah. We can trick Phoenix into doing we, this, I think. We? Who's this we? Sir, not Chris Grant anymore. So, so that's white. So we have, like... It's, like, about 10 or 11 cards in white. But, uh... I mean, the ones that are serious contenders are just Revoke Existence, Brimaz, and... and uh, and, uh, Spirit of the Labyrinth. Yeah, and then, like, the fringe cards are going to be the, the Wrath, maybe the Fog. Uh, I, re I really like the Wrath. I mean, obviously the Wrath. I mean, the ability to Wrath at instant speed is... Oh yeah, I'm a kind huge of a big fan. Deal. I mean, like that was—that's actually the casting cost of route, right? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. It's actually just superior to route in that. And it gets planeswalkers. Yeah, it's huge. Um, and then imagine, like, at the end of your turn, your opponent's like, "Okay, I will cast Sphinx's Revelation." You're like, you know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna route. 
I think routing against someone who's having out for a Stranger's Revelation is no path to victory. Well, sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do. I'm not saying I probably won't do it sometime in the future, yeah. repeatedly, but I won't win. Alright, so that, that wraps up white. Let's, uh, let's take a break here and we'll just do blue.